Hey everyone, welcome back again to another exciting episode of the Iconist Podcast. And we're happy that you're here with us. We're happy to still be here for you. In year three of this episode, we uh sorry, episode, year three of this podcast and YouTube show, we're glad you're mm. on board. So as always, we the main thing we ask you to do, subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube page, subscribe to Iconist Podbean page, and help us grow. And we are very happy about that. Along that line. You got to break things down real quick. My name is Barry 3D. Hey. And on my side, as always, my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that's got the tables going all night long, all night. I know I can't sing. I just like to dance and do comedy. Here we go. Who am I talking about? The one and only. DJ Rod C. Good day. Good afternoon. Good morning, wherever you may be. Welcome. Welcome. We got something for you. We have something a little different. We see the name. The icon is no it's not frozen i'm not going to say the name just yet you know the user routine you know the routine i'm not saying it until we do our little uh manners maketh the man while we do our normal things barry let's proceed with that let's go there we go as he said manners make it the man so we got to show our love to the and the people that showed love back to the show and of course keeps on growing so first and foremost if you want to go and get your comic books you got to support the comic books that support the shows that support stuff that we like to do you got to check out the best comic book stores around that we enjoy i'm not saying the best the best to us yes and it could be mm-hmm. for you please as we keep saying show us what your favorite comic book store is send in a picture somewhere you see our socials below so first and foremost, we got to thank out if you're uh, uh, Wow Comics. So that's out in Kitchener. And if you go to Wow Comics, you've got to tell Wes, Ramon, Chris, and Sydney that we said hi here from the Iconist Podcast, and they'll take care of you. They've got great deals on bundles of books. They've got great deals on trade paperbacks, statues, and everything else. Take a peek. Let them know you heard about them here on the Iconist Podcast. That being said, for our friends in Montreal, in Montreal, out in Quebec, okay? Bonjour tout le monde. Uh, you got to check out Check Swing. I know I bustled some French. Check Swing Comics, and you got to check them out on the South Shore, and you got to see and go and see our friends, Trevor, Dom, Pierre, and Pierre. Tell them you heard about them on the Iconist podcast. They will hook you up. They've got everything from sports cards to memorabilia to comic books, obviously, and role-playing games. So uh, you can't go wrong. If you want a good role-playing game, and if they don't have it, they can get it for you. That's for both locations. All right. Another friend of the show is Miss Brandy Ford. She does the writer and the wit. See the link down below on her monthly magazine. She has her own radio show on 4680Q.com. So that's 4680Q.com. That's the writer and the wit. So that's Miss Brandy Ford. She does her show on there. And that comes on three times a week. So Mondays and Wednesdays up to 2 p.m. And on Saturdays at 12 p.m. And she's getting ready to do a big extravaganza October show. So keep her in mind. Here we go. On top of that, we are, and I say we, I'm a part of a comedy troupe called A Touch of Grey Matter. That is myself, along with Zolfa Lee and Dave Sokolowski. We form A Touch of Grey Matter. We're doing a lot of shows live all over the place. Um and, and and fundraisers. So fundraisers, live shows, comedy. That's all it is for everybody. If you want us, bring us out to your area. We got funny stories all to enjoy. All right. And on that, if you want to do what we're doing, you can check out podbean.com. You can find our show on Podbean. So that's iconis.podbean.com. You can see our catalog of episodes and, and we're getting close to 125 episodes on there. And if you are doing anything along those lines, you're going to need a graphic artist. And the best graphic artist that we've come to use, we, you see him as a brother on this show, and you shout him out every single episode. 
is the man, the myth, the legend, the other one who you don't see, but you see his work here. Rod, who am I talking about? Jaybird Digital Art. Mr. Jason Reese, Jaybird Digital Arts, thank you for all you do. Tell him that you've heard about him through the Iconist podcast, and he will give you a discount. Where everything is going up, sometimes things go down. And if you mentioned you heard about him on the Iconist podcast, he'll give you that discount on any work you need to get done, be it for a project, a business, or just for your own simple pleasure. He's got you covered from A to Z. And because it's a digital age, no matter where you are in the world, you can communicate him through the World Wide Web. And he will get that work to you. Mm. I think I've got it all. All right. On this note, my friend. Mm. Cousin? Co-host? Mm-hmm. Where can they find you? As I always say, you can find me on the World Wide Web at... Instagram at Mr. Rod C, M-R-R-O-D-C. You can find me on the world of Twitch. If you want to come see me live as I play, twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. But you can also find me on the world of Tick and the Talk at DJ Rod C1. That's DJ Rod C1. The number one. 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 Let's go. That's oh. Now, today on the Iconist podcast, the icon is track pack. I'm saying it slowly so you can hear what we're saying. Drack pack. Drack pack. Drack. Drack pack. Say it faster. Drack pack. Okay, there we go. What? What's that? I can't say it fast. My tongue, I lose a couple of syllables. Oh, okay. Then, then just take your time. Everyone, track pack. What's Drat Pack, Drac- Barrett? Pack. Exactly. Drac- yeah, that's what that's what who the icon is, is Drac Pack. So even with our month theme of spooky. We wanted to go and bring you a little bit more of a lighthearted gem because a lot of the characters we talk about are got more of a serious flavor to them. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. So this one we wanted to bring it a little bit more lighthearted. Now you saw last week we talked about, you know, the, the dark universe. Yep. And this almost ties into that. What were you saying once again? Universal. Quantum. What go on? What happened? Exactly. So, and this is why I mentioned <laughs> this, right? Because the Drac Pack was a kid's cartoon that came in 1980. So December 20th of 1980 was the original release. Should have been released before that, but because due back then also to a writer's strike, it forced everything, you know, uh, our, our writer strike, or actor strike, it, it delayed all the projects. These things happen and we got to support the actors, got to support the writers, you know, especially that these companies are making billions and people are still struggling by sometimes within the industry. They need to get a little bit more flowers. And when I buy flowers, I mean ducats. And ducats, I mean dollars. Okay, here we go. Agree or disagree, that's my stance on it. All right. They got to be paid more, just like our teachers. Okay. So this came out on December 20th of 1980, a kid's cartoon. It ran for 16 episodes, and they were 30 minutes each. Now, we say 30 minutes. We know it's 22 minutes without the commercials. You got it. All right. Here we go. And this was made by Hanna-Barbera, but slash third party. So it was their satellite company. So it was Hanna-Barbera in Australia. Oi, 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 oi. Aussie, 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 Aussie. And that's where this cartoon was drawn, of course, put over. I mean, sometimes the work is outsourced. Hey, not outsourced mm-hmm. to Australia back in 1980. Okay? 
don't knock it. Outsourcing happens at times. I know there's a lot of jokes about it, but Australia as outsourcing? Oh, I, I mean, I know the, the, in the UK, they outsourced all their criminals to Australia as an island. Almost a, it should have been escaped from New York, should have been escaped from Australia. Different story. Okay. We're all good. Just having some jokes. So this is where it came down to and how the show ran. Mm. Premise of the show is very simple. It took okay. some of the universal characters and wanted to give them a lighter flavor. So the whole thing was you had, um, you know, I'll just say, I'll break it down. We'll break it down a little bit after. It's the descendants of the universal monsters. So they had to have permission from universal, obviously. So descendants of the universal monsters who want to redeem the image of their ancestors by doing good. Simple enough. All right. Sometimes you want to redeem some of the family um, black marks in the album. Okay, got you. But the family is Dracula, Frankenstein, and the werewolf. Werewolf. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 Big D. And I'm not making that name up. That's his name. So Dracula is still around in this time, where his great 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 grand nephew is the focal point. Uh, and the leader of the Drac Pack. So, and they refer to him as Big D, who's helping them trying to redo his image by solving crime. Okay, so look at it. It's like a redemption story. Right. You know what? Yeah, that's 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 what I've been looking at it. Yeah. Um, the redemption, the redemption story. How is it played out? Um, Drac Junior. And, and that's all, you know, you keep going. I'll come back. Go. No go, problem. Go. No problem. So go we'll on. break down the main characters. So the whole premise is these characters are turning around and they're fighting uh, an evil organization and they're trying to, you know, show mankind all monsters ain't bad. People can really? redeem. I don't have to follow the family bloodline. Okay. As I say, you got Anakin Skywalker. He was Darth Vader. He did some horrendous things and he came back in the eyes of the Force as Anakin Skywalker. If you watch Ahsoka, you see what I'm talking about. If you follow Star Wars, you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, there we go. So everyone sometimes has a redemption arc. If you watch Galaxy Rangers, and if not, you should go back and watch our episodes on Galaxy Rangers. You'll see that Ranger Gooseman was coming from a super soldier program. Hmm, very familiar, like Weapon H, Department H, I should say. Uh, Weapon X, Department H. And he, he redeems himself by, you know, not following what the rest of the super troopers did by turning evil as mercenaries. He joined the Galaxy Rangers. No guts, <laughs> no glory. Yeah. All right. My mind is just going that way today. It's on all cylinders. Good luck. Sorry. So we break it down with a Drac Pack, and a Drac Pack has three main characters. So the main the main focal point is Drac Jr. Original. <laughs> I love this stuff. And Drac Jr., that's what he is. He's the great-great-grandnephew of Count Dracula, and he's leader of the Drac Pack. So his powers include, of course, flight, telekinesis, uh, shape-changing, walking on walls, and, you know, unlike most cartoon vampires. Okay, so he, he assumes like a variety of forms. Even and his favorite one is a bat. I mean, he can turn into different forms, right? So a vampire can turn into a bat, mist, a wolf. You got it. So if you want to kind of keep in mind with this, keep in mind what we talked about in the Dark Universe. See Dracula Untold. He didn't start as a villain, but he ends up a villain in the eyes of certain people and right. then got there, you know, to the present time. And we didn't know what it's going to be. It just never really fleshed out that way from that character with Luke Evans doing it. So if you want to go, then you see why he's his great-great-grandnephew. Here we have Drac Jr. 
right? It's got to redeem something. So I, if it's because I'm just going because it's all universal, I'm trying to align it in my little head. So this is who he is. And he was voiced mm-hmm. by Jerry Dexter. So Jerry Dexter's done a ton of other animation stuff. So you can look him up. You can see it. And then you have Frankie. Now, Frankie is the descendant of Frankenstein's monster, right? You, and the thing is, you never see their parents in this show. But he's the descendant right. of Frankenstein's monster. You know, of course, he's got super strength. He can emit electrical charges from the bolts in his neck, uh, you know, whenever he gets angry. So he's almost got a Hulk thing going on. He's the power of the team. But he's also like the, the mechanic who, who fixes and tinkers with cars. So he's a, a big dude, you know, and he talks with like a southern drawl, which is hilarious. And, 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 and you know, we can just, once again, this is me putting pieces in my head. Frankenstein's mm-hmm. monster, the bride, of, the bride of Frankenstein. Right. <laughs> Something could have happened one, one wonderful afternoon, one wonderful evening of Friday night or Saturday night. We'll stop it right, right there. Down to the monster mash. Out. Down to the monster mash, indeed. Congratulations. Ah. We played ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And then we have Howler, who's also voiced by... So Frankie and Howler are voiced by the same voice actor, which is William, William Calloway. So he did both. Right, hey, it's not unheard of. Look at The Simpsons. Many actors do all the cast of The Simpsons. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm gonna do no party B. Okay, I'm good. Um, and and you know, of course, descendant of the Wolfman, Howler uh, has an ultrasonic scream, and he's got super breath. But he's always right. walking, you know. So these kids, and I can't call them kids. So you say teenagers, they're in school. So you, you it could be like high school, early college. Right during the day, night, they look normal. They they don't look. Like their, you know, mystical, spooky descendants. Persona, have, yep. Yep. But, you know, Frankenstein, Frankie doesn't have the green skin 24-7. Drac Jr. doesn't have the pale skin. Howler's not, uh, you know, a wolf man in, in full, 24-7. Yeah, full fur, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just look like normal, normal kids going about their business. They got their, their little dune buggy. And, and when I say dune buggy, if you remember the show Speed Buggy, that's how... Hanna-Barbera drew a lot of dune buggies, which still exist today. And there's a, a Instagram page that has a company that makes all of them. I want one right after my Trans Am. But before, let's say I want, Barry wants a, trans, a classic Trans Am or maybe a new one. And then I want myself an old school chopper like you get an Easy Rider, right? With a banana seat with high, you know, okay. ooh, classic chopper. And then give me my dune buggy. Okay, that, that's, that's the three. All right, all right. Then I need my Extreme RV. Okay. okay. Call me Autobot. <laughs> rolling, 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 rolling. What? Rolling. Yes, I know. I'm singing a little biscuit. Okay, here we go. So this is what it is. So their mode of transportation is this dune buggy, the Drapster. That's what they call it. You know, and during the day, it looks like a normal dune buggy, like speed buggy, where two sit in the front, one sit in the back. It is a little bit higher up, and that's how they always drew it. It was cool. I thought it was cool. I was all a big fan of a speed buggy. All right, so that's what they draw. But then they're able to transform. So during mm-hmm. the day, normal teenagers going about their their normal business, and a picture. It, it, it's like you know, it's like a Scooby Doo thing. It's Hanna Barbera, so it's it's their own version of Scooby Doo. Solving mysteries and stopping oh. crime. There you go. 
Yeah. The 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 odd the odd couple the odd couple team up, like you know, like basically you you perfectly the Scooby Doo team. You know, you always uh, could have got away if it wasn't for those you know waxily kids. Everybody looking at like I don't see how you guys are all together, how you all are friends. But yeah, we're we're a nice unit. You know, we're the odd people that everybody just think they don't think about us. And all of a sudden, wow, you guys can solve crimes. Yes. Solve crimes. I don't know. I'm going on a tangent. Maybe I didn't work out. That joke fell. That's what it All is. right, next. They, they, solve crimes. <laughs> they, they solve crimes. So during the day, you know, day and night, they're normal. They're normal. And of course, 100%. they go back uh, and they see their uncle at the castle sometimes. And they, you know, it's like, oh, geez, Big D's calling us. And they'll run into their room. And just like Spider Man is amazing friends. Perfect. Perfect example. Right, they're in a normal room, like a normal like living room or whatever. They hit a switch, and then walls turn. Computer comes up from behind the secret console. The the wall turns with a computer on the other side. You know, chairs show up, and like, what's going on, Big D? And and if you were a fan of Spider Man and his amazing friends in that yeah. apartment, and they even gave an origin how they got all that crime fighting equipment in that apartment. It was given to him because they worked together to help out Tony Stark slash Iron Man. It was a crossover episode. And then he's like, hey, I'm going to help you guys out. And I'm going to build all this stuff secretly in your apartment. Okay, what happened Thank to you? you? 100%. Um, how is this all fitting? So is there a secret compartment? Or does Tony does Tony buy out the rooms adjacent to it? Because you need, you need a very big pivoting wall. If you got a big wall, you need a big pivoting area behind that to swivel out. Who's in, who's in the next room? Someone's having dinner all of a sudden. Ah! Oh, those, those kids are changing something in the room again. At least we got new furniture for at least for the next half hour before they change it back. Ooh, right. <laughs> Facts. Facts. So this is what they would do and they would get messages from Big D and they would fight you know, org. That, that was the organization they were fighting against the whole time. They, just like G.I. Joe's got Cobra, you know, Mask has Venom. Right. Every, you know, Autobots got Decepticons. Come on now. Sith fighting Jedi. We we know. Everyone's got their opposite. So the Drak Pack was always fighting the uh, Org organization. And I think I'll find what Org stands for again. It, it was... Oh, what you think you have it? Oh, I thought you were gonna find. It. Yeah. So, org is is the organization of generally rotten enterprises or ende- endeavors, <laughs> depending what depending on what scene, I guess, or which 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 part of the episode that they call it enterprises or endeavors. But the organization of generally rotten enterprises, org. One of their one of their headquarters is down the street from you know uh it was yeah the enterprise there uh. Zomad and Tamox from from GI Joe, extensive enterprises. It's like, sir, what are you looking for? I'm looking for org. You know, and no, no, this is extensive enterprises. Org enterprises is down the street. <laughs> take a left, go up, take a right, walk down. When you see the subway, if you see the subway, you've gone too far. Or sorry, in GI yeah. Joe world, if you see the Red Rocket restaurant, you've gone too far. You got to backtrack about maybe half a block. If you're a G.I. Joe fan, you're going to catch that reference to the Red Rocket. 
episodes. Chain of re- re- restaurants, yeah. Hilarious. And that was, and, and so, you know, that was made up of, and this is who they would fight all the time. Um, let me see if I got this straight here. So it was made up of Toad, who was like a servant, to Dr. Dread. As Rod said before we started the show, who is like a copy paste of Dick Dastardly. 100%. 100%. When you, when you hear Dr. Dread. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Could they be cousins? Hmm. Interesting. We'll look into that. But also, as a side note, he has the the, the imagery or the, the the style of Dick Dastardly. But when you look at 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 him, he actually resembles like Vincent Price. So that was another funny. When you see Doctor Dread, I'm looking at him. I'm like thinking that's a cartoon version of Vincent Price. And if you don't know who Vincent Price is, he is a a, a well known. Um, icon in the monster regime back in the days yes so so if you if you know you know vincent price you can see that it took some resemblance when you watch it and you're like ah okay i see the connection connection." that's right we had like vincent price you got elvira let's suppose wait everyone even you don't know vincent price you know vincent price i'm gonna help you out here if you Mm -hmm. listen to the song michael jackson's thriller right there is a guy who starts speaking. It's not Michael. He starts starts playing, making a, a scenario. Uh, and he just starts talking in this record. That is Vincent Price. He's got that distinctive voice, and he knows how to use the cadence and nuances of his voice to paint an atmosphere, which is creepy. But he does it so well. So there you go. That's a great call out. So yes. So we got Toad, Dr. Dread, Vampirella, right? Yeah. And then uh, I think those, those are the main villains that you got there. I think there's one more. Oh, yeah, there's the Mummy the and the Mummy Fly. Mummy Man and Fly. Mummy yeah. Man? Yeah, Mummy Man and the Fly. And I'm like, okay, all right. This to me was, you know, and it's a done over in Australia. And for them to utilize their power. For anyone that's kind of looking and sees the corner of my screen here, let me just tilt my camera a little bit more. All right, there, I'm gonna do. See my, you see me, my my, my juice there, my. Okay, so you see my corner of my screen here, <laughs> here, here, <laughs> here is one of my favorite characters, right? From five, the five that are one. Okay, this this is Gotcha Man, D Force, Battle of the Planets. Okay, we won't go into uh, Eagle Raiders. Though. No, no, no. But this, this is here. This is Mark, you know, or uh, you know, the, the uh, Ken, Ken the Eagle. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I mentioned tr- these characters, them just like Power Rangers, they were out first. Them before Power Rangers, because of one thing and one thing alone, they each hero had to transform into their costume for Gatcha Man. And the watch, and it was the transmute. No, that was that's not trans gotcha, man. That was more battle of the planet. Sorry, battle. And, and then they would all change into from their regular clothes into their costumes as gotcha, man. Their vehicles would change along with it. It was awesome sequence. Yeah, we, yeah, I know we haven't talked about it, but we will. We will. Okay, well, I'm sure. good. We've, we will. we've got through micronauts. Let me 
get through that, right? Sure. Got through, and I, got, I did Guyver before. Okay, good luck when this comes up. Just like Power Rangers, you know, it's morphing time. The the Drac Pack had to turn around and do, you know, whack attack. Or whack, you know, wacko. Wacko, thank you. Wacko. So all three members, that's Drac Jr., Howler, and Frankie, had to jump up, hit their hands together simultaneously, like the ultimate high five, like a Sprite commercial, you know, and wacko. And then they would change into their I guess superhero superhero <laughs> selves. So they couldn't change until they hit their hands and did it. So if the villains were able to keep them apart physically, they wouldn't be able to change right. into you know their superhero selves that gives them all their powers. Which they never explained why. They just said that's how it was. And I thought, okay, I'll just take that off. When you don't know something you pull a, what we call a Superman, that's magic. See, the question could be, is it a combination of the slaps and saying, saying pro, projecting the word wacko? Because if you can slap, right. but if they cover your mouth, yeah. that might it be a problem be, it too. It could be like a Shazam situation. This is exactly it. Okay. But again, they never explained. No, no, it's all no. right. So, here is that's all the backstory we have on this. This was written by multiple people, right? So Doug Booth, uh, Lazar Bourne, Glenn uh, Leopold, and Cliff Roberts. So these were the writers on this series that um, went forward, and it had a lot, like I said, a lot of voice work on there. And it was narrated each the opening episode was narrated by John Stevenson. So he was uh, and this played really out, of course, in the United States and in Australia, yeah. which I thought was. Really cool. So maybe our listeners or people who watch in Australia, do you have memories of the Drac Pack and and, and 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 talking about that? So and that was the whole thing. It's like from the monsters of the past comes a new generation dedicated to revising the evil image of their forefathers. Under the leadership of none other than Count Dracula, known as Big D, three teenagers form the do-gooder group named the Drac Pack. With special powers, they can transform into super mighty monsters and use their skills against the evil doers, especially the diabolical Dr. Dread and his renegade rowdies, Toad, Fly, Mimi Man, Van Perella, a group known as Org, the organization of generally rotten enterprises. It's right versus wrong, versus evil. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Good over greed. Niceness against naughtiness. That's the dedication of the terrific trio, Frankie Hall, Howler. And Doc, sorry, Drac Jr., the Drac Pack. When you watch this, all I know, I see pure Hanna-Barbera. I see pure Scooby-Doo. I see pure Fred Flintstone. And it is just hilarious that when you have to, not have to, but when they put in, especially towards the end, it's right versus wrong, good over greed, niceness against naughtiness. Right there, I'm I'm just keeling over, nice niceness over naughtiness. Oh my goodness, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. yes, yes, it's hilarious. So here's the thing: when I saw the promo art, reading comic books, I see that it had a lot of the art promo art within the comic books because that's the audience they're aiming for. And I'm like, this looks interesting. In the way they drew it in the com in the comic book, it's like, wow, 
the art impressed me. I mean, see me, I put it up before. The art impressed me, the promo. Okay, that impressed me. I'm all in for this. Mm-hmm. And then you start watching the episodes and you realize, okay, it's really light. And there's, of course, it's a cartoon. They didn't, back in the 80s, cartoons were done for a couple of various reasons. One, as entertainment, somewhat educational for kids because they're getting cracked on. on. Two, for selling figures, toys, anything related memorabilia on this. That that was really the basis of it in the fill of time slot so they can get, you know, companies get their money for it. And then, you, of course, you want to get to syndication. So this way it starts generating money for you because people will buy syndication and then just short daily or every week or however it plays out. Mm-hmm. So the stories were always, like I said, light missing something. I, I think it it felt like it was almost as a kid, you watch it and you just watch them transform. It was cool to see the monsters. Makes you less scared to see the monsters. And then when you get older, you want to see Dracula, you know, the Wolfman, Frankenstein's monster, so forth, and get into the universal world like we talked about before on the Dark Universe and, and the history on that. And even prior to that, from when Universal had all the monsters there. And there was more that could come up. Here's my point now. Love the show. If you want to watch mm. something lighthearted, you got young kids at home, you want to watch something that's lighthearted and have a little giggle at and say, that makes no sense. Keep that to yourself. Don't break the magic for your kids. Watch it with them. Watch it with them because this might be a gateway into something more. Now, on that, I say I'm not a fan of reboots. I get it. No one wants to see something redone over and over and over again. But mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with a continuation done right. Are you with me so far on that, Rod? Okay, let's go. All right. So when I mean continuation done right, if you watch the original Voltron cartoon, the lion one, then Netflix, George, uh, George Spielberg turned around with his company and said, hey, let's continue it. They didn't reboot it. They didn't start from scratch. They kind of they kept a lot of the original history that was there and that was discussed in plot lines and they expanded right. on it and they took it further. And they changed the tone of the show from what it was when it was a cartoon to almost this kind of 3D animated cartoon that they did on Netflix that ran for about five seasons. Right. It ended off, you won people over. Everyone was like, hey, I had the nostalgia, nostalgia of remembering Voltron. And now we get, now we're older watching it. And wow, the storyline put me in. It got me in. Great. Mm-hmm. I, would love to see the same thing happen with the drag pack. Keep what's there. We didn't get much, but I said there's gaps to be filled in. And I would still, you know, want to see it continue, but fill in the gaps. Like one, why do they have to use uh, Wacko and, and hit hands to transform into their monster selves? So was it a magical spell that was put on him? Maybe when these kids were young. So first of all, they were all born as flesh and born human babies. They mm-hmm. weren't born supernatural. So regardless of their origins, at one point, their bloodline came to point where it's like, oh, well, they're born as normal kids. We have to make sure that, that, you know, let's say Frankie doesn't have a fit because he doesn't want to go to bed one night at the age of two and turns into, you know, Frankenstein's right. monster. And starts flipping the head up through a window so to protect them. That they put a spell to restrict their powers that it won't come out inadvertently at the wrong time until they were told about their powers. So that that's that's one question that to me that needs to be answered. Two, lineage. 
The only one we really know about is we know Drac Jr. is the great grand nephew, great great grand nephew of Dracula. Right. But still, we don't know who Drac Jr.'s parents are. Fair. And that could be have a nice couple of twists. You you could let me just add on to that, because yeah, you're right, because at this point, if they're born in human flesh, that means that their bloodline wasn't like 100% the original bloodline. So at some point, maybe the Wolfman, you know, you know, settled down with an, you know, a human lady and everything like that. And these are the offsprings and you realizing you have percentage of the power of, you know, of the Wolfman. Same thing could be with Frankie. Although Frankie, it'd be interesting. Could that would def, definitely be a storyline to find out how did he came to be? And the same thing with Drac. Drac again could have been his mother, you know, through the lineage. So he's like he's he's fifty percent, you know, Dracanian. That's the proper word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, like the I, only I, one I that can that be. Out. Right, the only one that can be a hundred percent human would be Howler, because every time a Wolfman, he's he always starts off a human. It's a curse, True. right? True. And just like how it was maybe in Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox, you know, it, it, it's in his genes, born with it. And that was their take on it. So that one, I can I can still get by, but then mm-hmm. how did he not know about the you know? So he's the one that's probably easier one to explain. But right. would Frankie and Drac Junior? Okay, this one with Frankie, for example, you know, Frankenstein's monster, Bride of Frankenstein. They right. are reanimated corpses. Right. I know it sounds ugh, but one point, when did it get diluted to have child? Was he built or was he artificial insemination? Was, was someone come in there? I, I don't know. It was like you have Dr. Frankenstein, right? Who created Frankenstein's monster. Then maybe one of his descendants have pity and say, "Oh," and 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 started to have feelings and develop a relationship with Frankenstein, uh, you know, the Frankenstein right. monster, or the bride of bride of Frankenstein. So that there is a wide breadth of openness, which I think the way I, I see it in my head, and this is my opinion, that would make an interesting story. If you want, you get into the lineage of, of each character. Find out who their immediate parents are, because you know, like most cartoons, right? The parents are never around. Like Charlie Brown, all years, wah 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 wah, and these kids right. fend for themselves. So, right. one, I want to know about the parents. I want to know when these kids found out about their powers, because it was like you woke up one day and it's like, oh well, I can lift a house. Oh well, I can change into a bat. Especially that they have to physically touch each other and yell at wacko, you know, wacko changeo, so to speak, to change into their monster selves. So that means, right. in my mind, the parents had to know of the other ones. Like, oh, yeah, there's the Johnsons down the street. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. high-five that kid. And it was like, hey, Junior, don't high-five their kid and the Smith's kid at the same time and yell at wacko. Why not, Dad? Don't worry about Trust it. Me. We'll talk about it another time. Right. When you have age, we'll talk about it. When you get your driver's license, we'll talk then. So, yeah, okay. Okay. I see, I see what you're going. I see you going with a cartoon. And you're right. A good a good segue is to modernize it like they did with with Voltron. 
So I can definitely go with that. Yeah. I can definitely go with that. So I mean, I'm jumping the gun, but I'll say like, I, no, this one, I, like, you know, I would not see it in live action. I would like to see it continued as a cartoon, put it on a streaming service. Don't make it overly dark. You could do what you did with like the new version of Scooby-Doo and, and Mystery Inc., where they kind of gave him a little bit of edge with a nice subplot, and you found out that their parents were behind something from Mystery Inc., mm-hmm. and, and there was a whole subplot that ran for that series to the very end where the original Mystery Inc. was their parents, and they were trying to keep a secret from their kids. Maybe something along the lines of that. That, that. I mean. You can go with that. I can go okay. with that. Okay. Okay. Well, what's your thoughts um, on on that? Not even what I said, but your or your own thoughts well, on that, right? Well, my my own thoughts. So my own thoughts. I would actually want to have. Um, I want to see. I want it live. I initially was thinking yeah. I wanted like a standalone movie, and then I realized, mm-hmm. no, there's still they're able to pull out, like you said, they're able to pull out like 16 episodes. And if you watch the show, you'll see the transition of it. You know, it's very lighthearted and everything along that line. But I would actually like to have. Uh, a series give me give me at least like a six or eight episode one like a netflix type of special but i want it i want it live and i want it to be a little bit dark i want to pull from because at this time like i said before even from the previous uh previous one we're now in the stage where everybody is accustomed to these type of genres so no Mm -hmm. one's really should be scared like oh uh mystical stuff ooh, witches and you know goblins and stuff everybody like okay let's see what your take on it type of scenario so i wanted to pull off from uh um riverdale ah ah. Uh, sabrina okay so i I want i want to pull from that type of realm so we'll we'll, again because if you think about it in reality Archie and them are kind of close along that line, so you 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 can yeah. just basically knock on the, the on the the multiverse window. I see you guys. I'm just on this side, but I see you. Type of scenario. So we're already accustomed to Sabrina, Teenage Witch. We're already accustomed to Riverdale. You know that type of genre and stuff along that line. So I would like to see a live action, and I wanted to actually switch it up a little bit. Where because if you watch the show, when you watch the show. The things you pick out is that Drac Jr. is supposed to be the leader of the team. Right. He's a pretty boy. When you watch him, you see him, you know, he's 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 a typical pretty boy. You know, he's like he is the uh he's the Fred of Scooby Doo. He's the Fred. He's yes. a he's a pretty boy. Yeah. But you know he's 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 just living sometimes a little bit naive on certain things, and it's like the answer's right in front of you. Track what? I'm a little distracted. Sorry. And you got how you got Howler got to say saying, um, track. It's happening right now. Frankie just told us the answer. My bad. My bad. You know, type of scenario. And I like I like that type of thing. You have the pretty boy, but you have him who's still insecure. He will be the leader of the pack because of his name, his heritage. He has no choice. It's a it's a position that is brought down by generations. No matter what, your 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 lineage of a, of being Dracula's grand great 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 grand nephew, you're taking the point. Mm-hmm. But then you got Howler, like you said, who is or so I'll go with Frankie. You got Frankie, who is the mechanic guy. He's the he's the B. A. Baracus of the team. He's the MacGyver of the team. 
He'll put things together. Franken, let's do it. But then you've got Howler, who seems to have some sense in his head. You're like, ain't that the obvious? He slightly turns into, he's in between Shaggy and Velma. Right. Yes. I get him right in there. I get him right in there. So I want to see the live action of it, but I want to see the darkness, the darkness of the trials and tribulation of them trying to bring atonement for their lineage. I want mm-hmm. to see them going through the trials of people second guessing them. Are you on the good side or on the bad side? I, I want to. I want to see that. And I'm just trying to go back and just going back to the house of the cave and like, you know, Big D, we're, we're trying to figure out this mystery. Any suggestions? But then when you see Big D, Big D is is hilarious that he just comes out of his coffin, does what he has to do, says uh-huh, his right. words of encouragement, and then he's just like, ah, these young kids, whatever kids be, I would do it right now, but, you know, I'm just in the middle of a bar- bath. Which is one one the second or third episode, which is hilarious. It's like I would do it, but I'm in the middle of something, so you guys got to take care of it. I'm like, wow, this guy just shifting position. I'm like, listen, I'm just here for a mentorship. You just call me, I'll answer. I'm out. Deuces. Grumpy um, old man, get off my lawn. Hunt, hunt, that's exactly is it. That's exactly what it is. So I wanted to see that. Plus, I also want to do something a little different. So mm. I wanted to have fun with the mystical aspect of it. You're right. Touch. Wacko, Wacko, Wacko. Let me do it right on the because I'm clapping and seeing Wacko. They shouldn't transform. Wacko, nope, not supposed to transform. Wacko, all at the same time, everybody. Let's let's work together. So hmm. I wanted to have fun with the with the the effects of it. I want to see them change. I actually want to do something different that you don't really see. It costs a little bit more money in regards hmm. of visualization. But I would like to see three different types of transformation for each person. And we don't know what we're going to get. Because, you know, the, the typical Wonder Woman, always like that. Or the power morphing, always in the same position. And everything just goes, the, the, uh, the, the Sailor Moon, always in the same drawing aspect. So right. I want to have a live action where Draft Jr. turns into, and he's one particular position. It's one or three different positions. You don't know what you're getting. Roll the dice. What are we getting this time? Whatever it is, it atones to whatever situation they're in. I wanted something slightly different. But all that to say is I want to jump to Frankie. I want to have someone who is, when you watch the show, if you can imagine it, everybody, Drac, um, Drac's a leader. He's a pretty boy. Howler, you know, he's the he's a wolf master. He might be a little hunchback, so he's a little bit shorter character. And Frank, as we say, it's Frankenstein monster. He's a big, he's a big boy. He's a big, he's a big young man. I want him to be average height. And when he had Waco, because you said it earlier, and I kept it, I kept the smirking back in my head when you said he's like he's like the Hulk. He hulks out. I want to actually see him transform into like Frankenstein mode. And mm-hmm. to add on to that, as you were saying, what's the history of these guys? Were they um uh how did they get their powers along that line? I wanted that basically Frank is, let's just say Frankie is an absolute descendant. It's in his DNA, but he never has the ability. It's one of those latent type of powers, ability that's never, you know, it's just dormant. 
right? Until okay. Every type of situation happened that they basically realized his parents basically saying, you are the son of, you know, your, your genetic line is that you're a Frankenstein. Son, we're a Frankenstein. The same way, a beautiful, beautiful callback or segue, as you said, to Teen Wolf. As the father sat down and said, how we sat, uh, Howard sat down and they say, son, your lineage of werewolves type of scenario is going to happen at some point in time. So let's just say Frankie, whatever happened, and Frankie's parents. So he got injected with some type of chemical compound, some Gen V type of, you know, compound from, you know, the boys or something like that, a super soldier, soldier serum. So basically when he gets agitated, gets us all hyped up. You don't want to see me when I'm angry. He gets agitated to, you know, just get to all, you know, hyped up. Wacko. And he basically transforms into the muscle. I want to see that. I would like to see that. So hey, it can even yes, be something as, because we're dealing with magic, right? It could be, there's magic in his, in the originals, bolts that's in Frankenstein's neck. And maybe he has it on as a chain. Right, hundred percent. There's there's different right. ways okay. you can allocate it, but I would like to see it live as much as it's great to see this, um, in cartoon animated form, because of what we just spoke about. Right, dark universe. Yeah. Right now, as you as we went down the list last week, there's supposed to be a Frankenstein. There was supposed to be uh, there were supposed to be upcoming, or they're planning to make a Frankenstein. It's upcoming. They actually have it in the works right now with uh, Jill. Uh, Jill the, 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 pronouncing his name but yes it is upcoming uh, right. picture. i actually have a picture they get the cast in it like andrew garfield i think it's part of it and, and something mm-hmm. like that so it is um coming in oscar isaac is in it i believe right so so i would like to see we're gonna get that but i want to see a different like maybe not as dark as what that's going to be but still yeah. have some dark some sabrina some riverdale type of magic in there realizing like even like Wolf. Said, magical bolts Team Wolf type of you know Team Wolf and, and CW. that that was uh, it was it was more right. serious, but they carried on that genre well and expanded on so, it. And this is where I'm saying that we are not, we cannot be surprised for that to come out. So people are, are won't be stunned that if you bring that type of genre out and and kind of start it because you're doing continuation. I would just say let this be. Let's just say we start the storyline from here. And then realize that for some unknown reason by by the boys, their family has always been connected by generations. They've always been connected. But you never knew until you came of age to say, hey, by the time you're 16 or 18 or by the time you're 20, there's a reason why the Frankensteins and the Wolfens and, you know, the Dracolans are always families together. Oh, I, I never put it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let you know later on when you become of age. I like Let's that. go. I like that. All right. So that's your take on it. Okay, cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I like that take on it because that actually has me intrigued. And I mean, it got me thinking when you were mentioning live action. I'm like, at first I was like, oh, I'm not sure. But then I'm thinking when you mentioned Teen Wolf and I'm thinking Teen Wolf on CW, that was really yeah. well done. I'm like, ah, nah. Okay. It, it, it can work. It, it can work. So we will we will give it a little bit more serious, but you will see they still have traits of what we're expecting from the cartoon. But at least it'll be a little bit more. It'll be modern. It'll be still have some serious po- takes, and you're realizing Jack Jack Junior being the lead, 
and how the overwhelming pressures of leading this unknown new superhero team, the pressures are like saying, I've got to atone for the family heritage. Everybody hears that you never knew why Halloween time you was, you know, how much you liked Halloween. And like, yeah, I know my name is Drac. Ah, ha, ha. I'll play Drac Dracula every year type of stuff. And I realized, no, heritage, heritage, there's a reason why you, you feel for the lineage like that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Right. I like that. Okay. I see what you're going. I like that, man. So pretty much we both want more origins. Mm-hmm. regardless um i i think there's story in as we put it in their origins the lineage and going from that aspect and taking it more than just you know good fighting you know nice fighting naughtiness uh and, and it can still play in there but and and of course you're gonna have family members that are not gonna agree with them for being good for a lack of a better right. term it's like you know frasper frasper the friendly ghost all the other ghosts bugged Casper because he was the only friendly 100. ghost while the other ones wanted to scare everybody. And then he would team up with Hot Stuff and Wendy the Witch. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm going back, man. I, I was I was going to live. I, like, I know the cartoon. I know the comic book. I was going live action in my head. But once you now said Wendy Witch, I'm like, forget all that. Just go right back to the book. Oh, my gosh. That's nice. Yeah, right? we need to add that to the list, you know. People, yes. while you're bringing it back, you need to bring back Casper. The, the movie was good. We'll segue to that half a second. I'll segue. It, it was nice. It was a good, nice family romp kind of scenario. Yeah. But as you said, if the family, the other family members weren't atoned to what Casper did, let's really see, like, how, not dark, but how, how 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 the uncle's really supposed to be? How how is that world supposed to be? And you have this one lone wolf, this lone Casper trying to take care and trying to atone. All ghosts are that bad. Trust me, I'm a friendly ghost. Really? Mm-hmm. What about them? Don't worry about my uncles. Don't worry about them. <laughs> yeah, but that's I, I think that's where the, the that's where your catalyst or jump off point is. And because mm-hmm of the possibilities that are open for these three main characters yeah. going down that line, then it's not going to be seen as so goofy or wacky or extremely like lighthearted or watered down. We're, mm-hmm. we're just talking about the origin. We're not even talking about where Dr. Dredd comes in. Uh, right. and, and of course, get an actor that looks like Vincent Price right now. Let him be Dr. Dredd and then really get into some motivation. Maybe he's tied into one of the families and there's I'm so... Right much that can be done with the Drac pack. Now, uh, usually we turn around and we fan cast it. I didn't fan cast it. I just wanted to bring a mm-hmm. light on this one. I don't know if you picked on anybody you wanted to do for it, right? I, 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 did, I did pick out a couple of people. I did okay. pick out a couple of people. Hit me with um, it. So I wanted to I wanted to have that so, okay, for Drac. Drac Jr. I hmm. wanted to have someone who was again the pretty boy kind of scenario. So I wanted to go with Timothy Chalamet. He from Dune. From right. Yes. Right. And right yeah. now he's in production for playing a uh, a young Willy Wonka. It's in the movie Wonka. Yeah. He's going to be 
he's playing the young Willy Wonka. So when you see him, you know, dressed up on that end as well, I'm like thinking, okay, you can be charismatic and looking like the pretty boy kind of scenario. So you'll be looking like the nice, you know, nice cool Drac. Mm-hmm. We're giving we're giving a different image, and you can see that I'm really nice. You see, I'm a pretty boy. I'm nice. I ain't trying. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to seduce you. I ain't trying to go for your neck. No, that's that was my great grand 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 uncle who did that kind of thing. I'm a good guy. Come here. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So, okay. So well, I'm that... gonna, I'm gonna try to do this on the fly. So I agree with you. I see what you're going with because I'm still sticking with cartoons. So for myself, I'm gonna have to go more with voices. With, yeah, for with sure. characters. Right, so if I had to go with a voice for a character, and if I had to do it with Drac, um, I'm trying to narrow it down to two. Okay, I'm gonna go with, and I'm gonna stick with, um, yeah, yeah, I think he can do it. I'm gonna go with, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Johnny Bosch. He was one of the Power Rangers. He does a lot of voice work. He does Trigon. He does the voice of a ton of characters. Or Johnny Young Bosch. uh, Yeah. I'm going to go with him. He, he's done voices in Bleach. He's done voices in Trigon. You know, the Bash of Stampede. I, I, he, he's got that smoothness to him. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with him as my, as my voice actor. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. Cool. So I would then go for uh, Howler. I wanted Aiden Gallagher. Aiden Gallagher, if you, the most recent stuff you would have seen him in, if you have watched the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Number five. Okay. <clears throat> so okay. the the young one who you know who got lost in time, you know, with the assassin and all that kind of who kept te- teleporting and stuff like that, because he's very sarcastic, and he's very he's 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 he has the comical chaps that catch you with good one liners and hits you up and you know, and, and he's sarcastic that sense. So why I was saying along that line when you watch the cartoon. When you see how they're talking to Drac and certain things, you'd be like, Drac, you know, the, the answer's here. You know, Frankie figured this out. Or da 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 da. And I, and I just like, you know what? I wanted someone who is, you know, again, I say short and stout and uh, stature, but who basically portray, portray someone big, even when he's like looking like, hmm, you're a, you're, you're a short guy. I'm after, you know, I don't have to worry about you, but yeah, I'm deadly enough that I will take you out. Because again, at least I still want to get the persona that this is as much as he's fun and cute and whatever. Yeah. That's the Wolfman. I'm just just that. Don't poke the bear. It's the Wolfman. He will mess you up. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. All right. I like that. I like that. And see me. I'm gonna make it real simple. I'm gonna go with a character that. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it simple within the realm. I've I've casted this person before. I'm gonna you know use him again. So as a voice actor, I mm-hmm. would simply go with Jason Lautner to be Howler. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm sorry, not Jason. Tyler. Tyler Lautner. Tyler Lautner. Oh, Tyler okay. Lautner to be Howler, who played the Woolworth Clan in. Um, oh, what's the, I keep calling it the Sparkly movie at times. You know what I mean? The uh, uh, the, the uh, Twilight. Twilight. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> The sparkly movies. Yeah, I know I'm wrong. I'm a comedian. Uh, so yes, he played the werewolf in Twilight. Once again, Taylor Lautner has a, a unique voice that I think that would be cool to the character. And it's almost kind of fans would freak on, oh, he's playing another werewolf character mm-hmm. again, you know, but from a different perspective, more magic 
mystic, mystic stuff to it. So, yeah, there, there's where I'm going. All right. Cool. Okay. Yep. So my, my last one for Frankie, uh, I, again, I wanted to go because it's the visual aspect of it, and I wanted to have someone who wasn't already buff because I want to show the type of transformation turning into a green hawkish person. <laughs> so I wanted to go with, uh, you know, this person. This person is Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard, you know him from a couple of stuff. Um, you know, we'll go with in the latest uh, rendition of it. Uh, he's Richard uh, Tazui in uh, Ghostbuster Afterlife. He's the second main character, Trevor, or we basically know him from Mike Wheeler and Stranger Things. Wow! Wow! Because again, I want I want a person who is just basically. Those characters all together, you can clearly see these guys definitely would be able to just hang together. And just like a pack. They're just like, you know, a bunch of, you know, frat brothers, you know, brothers, friends who grew up together. Like, yeah, you know, well, one goes, the other goes, you can see. But then you realize there's something different about each of them. And then I want to see the visualization. I want to be able to see the transformation. And then having Finn turning in from simple puny fin to turn into oh man did i just mess up yeah yeah you did you did hold a second Put the bolts on oh wow good call good you call did. okay so, zap zap i'm gonna come back and i'm still going so you're going live action i'm going animated so if i'm going animated mm-hmm. i'm still going once again i'm looking for distinct voices of people that could portray certain uh bring out certain elements in these characters so i'm gonna go with uh chris klein to play my Frankie. So Chris Klein, you'll know him as Oz from American Pie. He was the jock, okay. right? He's shown up in other projects too. You know, he was recently on uh, Flash a few years ago playing Cicada. The villain. Yeah. Right? So I'm going with Chris Klein. There we go. He's got this smoothness to his voice that when he's in human form, I think would portray well. And then when he gets into Frankie, and he's bulked up, hulked up, so to speak. Right. That that's who I'm going with. All right. That that's just off the dome right there. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. Cool. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm down with that. I think I think we did a great job. All right, then. Yes, I'm patting myself on the back for this. Yeah. So, you know, in retrospect, Rod's got his live treatment of it. I'm going cartoon treatment of it. We, so this time we're on two different pages, but we both mm-hmm. agree it's got to have origin story lineage yeah. and show us ties to the original monsters and how that plays out with them in a day-to-day basis and family. And of course, you still can keep in the villains, you know, Red, Mummy Man, Vampirella, which would be very interesting to see her ties to the fly. And these are other universal properties that we, we have there. And Toad, even Toad. And there's still mm-hmm. some we haven't even touched on that could still show up in this series. I don't think they got a chance to bring in the other ones, right? So you got you haven't got a chance to ever bring in the creature of the Black Lagoon in it. Right. Doesn't mean it couldn't be in there, right? You have Dracula, but you never saw the Bride to Dracula. Okay, so there's a lot more monsters that can show in there just as in key story arts that would help right. these guys kind of figure things out and come down to it. 
Sweet. Any last words, Rod? Uh, you know what? As per what we say, make sure you hit that subscribe, like, share. Let everybody know if you enjoyed what you heard today. Make sure that you sent it off and, you know, we could just, you know, support each other in this wonderful journey that we have. Uh, the Drag Pack is a, is a very unique, it's a unique combination. It's one of those type of unknown gems, those unknown type of Hardy Boy, Scooby-Doo type of realm conversation that, you know, that is that is different. It's in the mystic aspect of it. And which would be very interesting to see. People are looking for a new type of IP. This is an old IP. You're looking for something different. This is something different. Yeah. I say it would be nice to bring it to the forefront and just give it a shot. I think hopefully um, people will gravitate to both what we're saying. We're giving some good, some good um, base to start something off. So I say that it could definitely work. 100%. So first of all, we always say this, Marvel, BC, hire us, Image Comics, hire us. Universal, call us. We got you. We got you. And on that note, once again, thank you everyone for tuning into the Iconist podcast. Once again, this is Barry 3D on my side as always. Rod C. Heck yeah. And this whole world was started by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. All right. And don't forget, check your tricks and treats. And watch, um, you know, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. You can be my favorite. All right. We're gone.